Now, a message from the UN. Times have changed, the band is strange. Here we are doing cocaine. Brian, we're doing blow. You could be right, you could be wrong. The back's so big and the line's so long. Brian, we're doing blow. Your friend gave us a record deal in a big old fat advance. We told this to invest in stocks, but we did blow in the fans. Played the show, we sold it out. We met a guy and we bought an ounce. Brian, we're using blow. We need help. Help us. Schwartz, we're doing cocaine. Let's start the show, baby. That's fine. There you go. All right, and we're back. Andy Frasco's World Saving Podcast. Yes. Jam and Jam Festival Installation Part 2. Part two. Part two. I'm excited to go to Jim and Jim. I am. I think I'm going to go and hang. You should come. A little vacay. A little Nick vacation. But you're going to you're gonna have to sleep with Bo. Nope. I'm not paying for your own hotel I'm gonna room. I'm going to get my own hotel room. No, nope, unacceptable. Oh, okay, you won't let me buy my no, own hotel no, room? If you're, you're my guest, you're not paying for shit. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe he can put me on the list. No, but we already negotiated. I'm going to have Phil already... Salvaggio put me no, on No, no. I talked to Phil, too. He said there's only a certain amount of hotel rooms that Phil said if I interview, if I go around and do some content for them, he'll give me a free pass. Oh, well. No, he didn't say well, that. We had a couch for you to crash on somewhere. Yeah. I love go. it. Josh Pollock. We got one of the we got one of the partners of Gem and Jam opening up the show with us. Josh, how we doing? Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. How we doing? Y'all ready for this festival out here in Arizona? Howdy. Doing great. We're stoked. Coming how- from you. Coming coming to you from uh cloudy Portland, Oregon right now, but Stoked to get down to the desert. It's gonna be nice and sunny, warm. I know. I know. Uh, you know, winter blues. Arizona is really like February in Arizona is the best. Yeah, because it's like it's not so cold because you're in the desert. Yeah, but it's also like it's like it reminds me of like LA weather, like seven degrees. You know, it's like nice, right? Or or does it get cold down there? You know, it gets cold at night. Yeah, um, for sure, because you are in the high desert. But, you know, you still get those immaculate days, just sunny, clear, warm. Yeah, 70s. But then it definitely gets gets a tad nipply at night. So so definitely come prepared. Yeah, with your bring, bring a sweatshirt. Um, we'll be there all weekend. We'll be talking shit, hanging out. Um, we're really excited. We have LPGOB on the show. She's oh, yeah. awesome. She have you great. heard her, Josh, yet? Oh, yeah. Dude. She. Oh, yeah. She's oh, yeah. from Eugene. I yeah. forgot. She's an Oregon girl. Yeah. She's badass. I mean, the whole fest, the lineup is great. We uh, we have Thank you. John Barber Thank you. on the show. We just interviewed him yesterday. He's excited. He's hanging out all weekend. And we're all very curious of what's your fascination with gems? Why is it a gem <laughs> festival? What what's what is what is what's gem? Yeah, what's the link here with the gems? It's a great question. Um, so this festival coincides with the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show, which is. The biggest gem and mineral show in the world. And it happens in Tucson. It's been happening there forever. People from all over the world come with, you know, their their family mine or whatever, you know, whatever they're hawking. 
Um, but it's, it's a really big deal in the gem, mineral, fossil, jewelry community. And the festival actually started as like a late night option because all these folks would come in for the gem mineral show. Mm. And obviously there's a lot of crossover with the music community and the gem community. Yeah. And there was never anything happening after the gem shows. People would come in, they'd do the show, uh, you know, what it's, it's so spread out. There's like, there's hotels that basically every single room is a different person who has their own offerings. So like you go to these hotels and every single room is like a different little, uh, exposition. Um, so there's never anything like going on beyond that. So gem and jam actually like was founded as this like after party thing. So it started as like basically club shows in Tucson and kind of bounced around venues in Tucson. And it was never like a full on camping festival. Um, and then we kind of like started that in 2013 and moved to a bigger venue, multiple stages, were able to do camping. And then the festival kind of morphed into its own standalone event where people would come to the festival just for Gem and Jam. Um, and, you know, maybe go into, go into town for the Tucson Gem show, but we kind of try to bring that vibe into the festival. Um, so we are actually one of the like official shows of yeah. the, of the Tucson gem show. Um, so that's pretty cool. So we kind of, you know, just started like that and that's where the connection came from. And, um, you know, it's kind of a cool aesthetic. Yeah. Everyone says it's like that. real fucking hippie, real cool. It has like a real original vibe to it, mm. which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. So come on now. It's the first weekend of February. Gem and Jam Festival. It's Tucson, you know, Phoenix and Tucson. It's basically it's, a suburb of Phoenix, right? Yeah, and it's so... every there, it's, There's a hub there, so if you're going from out of town, and you could fly there for pretty cheap, too. So it's, it's a, cheap, like, flight it's a cheap flight to Phoenix. And then from, from Phoenix to Tucson. Like fly 40, to Tucson. Or just fly to Tucson, yeah. Yeah. How far yeah, it's is... It's like an hour drive from Phoenix. Fly to, yeah. fly to Phoenix or Tucson. Yeah, gonna be great so come on out your boy uh the frasco band's playing we got mm. disco biscuits what night are you playing i think saturday or sunday sunday sunday, sunday. is it friday yeah, you're playing right before lettuce let's go oh is it friday saturday sunday the festival yeah okay um cool. and but we're coming in a couple days early because uh we just want to hang out right and, before uh, lettuce i like it i like the competition it's not a competition actually you're, it is a fucking you're competition two friends. no it is a competition <laughs> right, well, we're here to fucking go after them team okay? lettuce over here <laughs> i know we know that buddy I like we horns. know that you love I like fun. horns i get it i get it you have horns. i have horns too <laughs> <laughs> i do like the funk music though well josh we're really excited i can't wait to meet you in person um stay warm out there we got two more weeks and then we all get to hang out in the sunshine oh yeah and uh whatever you need from me um, but go to Gem and Jam Festival. Where can they buy tickets to the fest if they're gemandjam.com? Let's go, baby. That's pretty easy. We're excited. Josh, thanks for being on the show. And I can't wait to meet you guys. And thanks for uh, supporting the podcast. You guys are the shit. Oh, yeah. Likewise. Thank you both. <laughs> Have Appreciate a good one, bro. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, word. Show. Fuck yeah. We're excited. I'm excited, bud. Are you excited? I'm so excited that I just can't hide it. I'm going. I want to see lettuce. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Um, we got get LPGOB. Right before lettuce, get something to eat, go for a walk right before lettuce, and then go see Arizona lettuce. has bomb-ass food. It does? Yes. Phoenix is popping off. Tucson's <laughs> popping off. <laughs> I love it. Um, but um, we have LPGOB on the show. You're going to love her. She's 
one of the a ray of light, I a felt. ray of light. That I was felt. amazing. And she was, and she's going through mental. She's going through a mental thing right now, and she was optimistic. When you're that talented, it's hard not to be optimistic, huh? I mean, it, being a DJ is a lot harder than being in a band because two, two different kinds of hard. Yeah, because like they're flying at five a.m. Yeah, that's uh, that's fucked up. But they could route their tours like a yeah. band. I don't understand what's stopping them from. That. But uh, Chris, play some LPGOB while we uh, temper out a hair. Um, she's amazing. She she did a remix with uh, Taylor Swift. The Garcias, Grateful Dead. The Garcia family called her and asked her to remix yeah. Jerry Garcia's first record. And she's the brand, the music brand ambassador for the W Hotel. She's working. Wow. She's working. And she's a classical piano player. You're gonna love her. So enjoy this LPGOB episode rich. for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's balling. She didn't want to talk about how much money she was making. I know. You she, could, she, she thought she was making a little you money. You can tell when people are rich when they I, could, I would ask Josh it. how much the offer was, but that's rude to talk about. You don't yeah, have to tell us, we'll Josh. We'll bleep it so out. We'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. Um, so you're going to enjoy this. Uh, head to Jam and Jam. Uh, we got one more episode for the Jam and Jam installment. And um, that's John Barber, round two. Yeah. And he gets he talks at the Nin Gritty with uh, the Disco Biscuits. And then, um, yeah, you've been having... Oh, and come to our show, January 26th, the Ogden Theater. We are almost sold out. We are... we From last week, we got a couple more hundred more tickets sold. I'll be so there. So we're on path, baby. Let's sell it out. We got one more week left, people. The, the time is now. We'll do a meet and greet. At Don't be cheap, Denver. And it's more expensive at the door. Just remember that, Denver. It's more expensive at the door. You don't have to yell. You have a microphone. I know. Sorry. Okay. No, I yell all the time. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy LP and uh, go to Jim and Jim. We love you. Bye. How we doing, Leah? Just, we're, just, we're just gossiping away. How you doing, Leah? <laughs> well, I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, rolling into the, trying to ease into the new year instead of one of those. I'm not one of, I used to be one of those people who's like, you know, net new year, like new me, I'm going to do everything different. I'm going to, and this, I've been like, let it, let's just enjoy your life a little bit. Yeah. So. Right. I mean, you've <laughs> had <laughs> quite a fucking year this year, bud. I have, yeah, I have. <laughs> I mean, I have put, I have put my career above all else, including my health. So I'm, tr- yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to find a balance and enjoy the fruits of my labors. But um, yes, I feel very grateful for this last year. Isn't it hard to say no when there's like all of a sudden like you've been fighting for a dream for so long, and all of a sudden you get all this money that starts coming your way? You're like yeah. fuck, I don't want to say no. You must be an artist. You <laughs> must get it, dude. The, it has. I've had to tell my like I this year we've, we've worked. I was like, I need a few breaks. Uh, probably, I like need like two breaks. I mean, I was I was home like seven days last year, yeah, no. and I was like right. on the road touring the rest of them. And I finally was like, I I'm gonna burn out. Like, we need some breaks. And um, we like scheduled those in my calendar, and then you know, offers started rolling in. He said no, and then they did, the power of saying no. They just come back with more, yeah, right? And I'm just I'm really I've had to tell my team like, listen, I'm never gonna say no. So I need you to force me to say no like right. this is because yes you struggle and you fight like i'm like djing in hotels and like just like trying you know every single day grinding trying to make it work and then it just feels so crazy to say no 
mm-hmm. to, to yeah. people wanting to pay you to come and play. It's just so hard. So, right. To money you probably like couldn't dream of 10 years ago, you know? Totally. totally yeah. Not in a, literally not in a million. I mean, my mom worked for a public radio station my whole right. life, part-time. Like I, I couldn't have ever dreamed of this. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it just feels so, it almost feels irresponsible to say no, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm gonna You never know how long this is going to yeah. last. And yeah. like, I want to have savings and 401k. And, yeah. you know, I want to be able to retire. And, um, the guilt to also, me. Yeah. It's like, you feel yes, guilty. Not you feel taking. so guilty, yeah. but but also, I mean, I've just gotten to a point where my body has forced my hand. So, like, yeah. I, you know, health as well. So I keep having to be like, health as well. Like, you, you can't, you can't do Milan, Rome, and LA in the exact same day. Yeah. You know, like, you, you technically could because yeah. you're going back in time. time. Change, yeah. Sunrise set. You know, and I've just been like, that would. I just have yeah, to. Yeah. What was the yeah, moment? It's hard. What was the moment? Where were you when you felt like I gotta take a step back for a second? Good question. Um, it was a very real moment. Um, I was starting to feel a bunch of brain fog, which to me is like the worst. (laughs) Like, I love the feeling of being sharp and on. And like, I, like, I love, you know, feeling like I have a million things going and, and too much. And like that sort of feeds Mm -hmm. me and fuels me. And my brain was getting foggier and foggier. And I felt like when I would look at a computer screen or look at an Ableton session, like my brain was like, want, want a little bit. And that, that would kind of go in and out. And it started just getting sort of perpetually like anytime I opened Ableton, it looked like that or try to send, even send an email. And so I finally went and got some blood work done. And my doctor, I was like, had a follow-up appointment. And before I even got to that appointment, he called me and, and, um, this is like, I have a, uh, Sophie Tucker turned me out of this doctor. He like deals, he helps touring artists and like sort of high people in high pressure situations who need to work with their um blood pressure you know, and stuff uh, uh, not blood pressure but um like what's in your adrenaline yeah, things yeah. like that so this guy so this guy specializes in like touring you know people who you know do what i do yeah. and he calls me he's like are you are you sitting down um because i i checked your cortisol which was like when you're you know based on what you were telling me right i was worried about burnout is actually a physical thing um, and it's where your body is, your stress hormone, uh, doesn't know when to, to turn off mm-hmm. your, your body's always sort of like, Oh, in that state. Yeah. And, um, a normal cortisol level is four. A high one would be 15. And that would be like, okay, alarming. We need to start working on this. Yours is 40. And I've never, <laughs> I've never in my life seen a number like that. And I don't know how you're even getting out of bed because what court, because then inflammation, my, right. Doesn't my, it? my inflammation. And also my cortisol in order to keep making more cortisol has stolen all my hormones. And so I have zero hormones, which regulate so much in your right. system. Um, I, and I was like, uh, he was like, when was the last time you had a period? I mean, this is maybe TMI. And I was like, I don't remember. He's like, yeah, yeah that is. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and then like I ate my stomach lining. So I have a bunch of inflammation and oh then, like, it God. just like, it just like snowballed into all these, like, he's like, I checked all these other levels because of that. And um, were you feeling yeah, it? This is, was this, um, did you feel the stomach? Like, you know, the stomach. Stu- so I've always, like, I kind of just like, yeah, my stomach hurts and you just keep going and move on. Yeah. Like, I, I had, uh, I had some, like, uh, actually, I, I had colitis for when I was like in middle school. So I've always had sort of stomach issues uh-huh. and I just didn't, I just thought that was really normal. <laughs> yeah. Same. And yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it, and 
I think at the time it's obviously different than now what I'm experiencing, but um, yeah, I guess it's not normal to, to not be able to process your food properly all the time. Right. Um, and yeah, so he he was like, what do you have coming up? And I was like, well, I'm going to play in Scranton, Pennsylvania tomorrow. And I'm supposed to fly from Scranton, Pennsylvania to Torino, uh, Italy. Right. And then I'm there for four hours and then I get back on a plane and I fly to Denver and play. And this is in three days. And, and he was like, no. Not doing yeah, that. Yeah, sorry, actually. no. So I had to cancel the first time ever. I had to cancel two shows: the one in Italy and then one in Seattle. And oh, man, it was so—it's so crazy because if I see another artist doing that for their health, I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" But it felt humiliating, and yeah. that is—I was like, "Whoa, I got to work through this because that's—that's that's not cool." Um, Why to do be we like embarrassed? Yeah. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves and give everyone else slack for? the same thing they're dealing with you're dealing with totally and and i mean it is i wish that i had better foresight in like you know preemptively saying no instead of you know people bought tickets and they, you know like that's a bummer yeah but right. also shit happens and we're humans and we're not fucking machines right and especially as a dj you know they sort of can ping pong you can be in a different continent every day and mm -hmm. um the time zones and you know I, I asked my doctor i was like okay what do we do to heal this he's like well what i would i mean in an ideal situation you would um go to one place for six months and have you know go to bed by 10 p.m every day wake up at 6 a.m every day start regulating your system cool. and i was like lol like what's that's, are what's you plan yeah, b? i was like what's plan b yeah. here like give me another so i'm on like a thousand supplements and it still isn't i mean you still yeah, get brain it's still fog not great i still have brain fog it's been six months and it's fucking killing me and i'm just trying to be patient i'm like i keep being like okay just take more breaks be patient be patient mm. and i am not a patient person that yeah. is not one of my mm -hmm, virtues mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no so where'd you get it's that from brutal. Who I, uh, <laughs> my dad is pretty chill and patient my mom's pretty high strung so yeah. i would say her, <laughs> 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 I would say her. god you, bless her she's, like, she's the doer you know you're like talking about your um adrenaline like do you, you ever just like you're like it's like you're so exhausted it's 4 a.m i just said you just start crying yes all I bet. the time I, my, my tour manager i'm just like man more than my tour manager he is my therapist like he's i've been like he's seen me he's seen me on airplanes sobbing he's seen me, i'm just like i can't do it he'll be like you can do this just please you can just please get off the plane <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean the, once i i always say the best drug is is hitting play on a CDJ because yeah. like immediately you're just like, oh, you know, woo. Yeah. But the yeah, it's the it's the it's the getting up and coming down that yeah. is um is you know it's hard. And I'm sleeping on airplanes a lot, which isn't like the best night's sleep. And yeah. the more the more I read about how sleep is tied to all health aspects, I'm just like shit. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I'm like that too. Oh, great. Yeah, we're we we do 250 shows a year, so we're like we're on the move. Like yeah, and I feel that the the adrenaline thing, I can't come down. You know. It, but your yours is a little different. Wait, you're doing so you how do you wait? So how do you do that? What, tell, tell yeah, me, how do I you mean, feel? I don't need all I need is four five hours of sleep and I'm good. But it's just Shut the, the five a.m. It's the five waking up at five a.m. That's why the the plane thing. You, I think you have a harder life because I could just sleep in the van. You have to wake up at five. Yeah, do the airport. Do the airport thing. So your adrenaline's already up. And then like how how much good sleep are you actually yeah. getting to get to the next city? You're not getting that much. Did right the now. airport I've I've literally thought like, should I actually change 
I mean, like, I love DJing, I love the craft of DJing. I love the, like, I love making it. I mean, it's, it's part of what I love, but I'm just like, God, being in a band, like, and, you know, shows are usually earlier in venues and you're like only able to move as fast as a car can take you. And like, I've just been like, should I just completely change the music I make Mm. so I can not have to be on an airplane, (laughs) (laughs) which is insane. But no, but it's all, all, I mean, traveling in general is just, it's so crazy because you're like, all I'm doing is sitting here. Why is this so tough? It's, I, I, and then I beat myself up for that. So have you ever, have you ever had to check yourself for being too uptight? Oh, are you kidding me? Daily. Yes. Oh my. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's funny. Cause it's like the, the thing that propels me also holds me back in a lot of ways. Like, you know, being, especially when I'm in the studio with somebody else, if I'm in, like in collaboration mode, yeah. um, yes. And, and just like letting it go and like mm. letting, like in my head, I'm just like, Oh my God, like you should use like, especially if I'm not the one at the computer, you know, for, for some reason, I'm right. just like, Oh, like make sure like to unmute that. Like, Oh, make sure to move that back for I'm just like Ugh! Yeah. in my head. And so I'm just like, it what's meant to be will be like, Oh man, it would be beautiful to feel that way. But like, and I'm taking little notes. Like, like let me drive. I, I want like to drive. Yeah, totally. I can't do that either. I, when the other person's running the session and you just know it, it's so hard to explain what you want them to do instead of just like moving the thing for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like we all have our different workflows, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they want to change the automation and then move Ex- the thing. And exactly. Like, you know, and so you d- it's it's gonna be fine. And I am just yeah, that's yeah. the part where I know yeah. that 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 definitely comes. And I'm just like, guys, this it's a. <laughs> I think I'm good at hiding it, but in my head, I'm freaking out. <laughs> what about that same philosophy for like when you're improving with piano and classically? How do you get out of your head that way? Mm, that's a good question. Um. I get out of my head by being obsessive about practicing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So like, I know that I have like, if, if I know that I didn't practice as much as I should, then it's actually hard for me to let go. But if, if I feel like I did, you know, I, I prepped for this the best I could, then it's, it, it, it's a little bit easier for me to get out of my way. But I mean, I've, I've reached flow state in like jamming and improving. Yeah. It's harder for me to reach that. Like, I'm thinking about, I'm like observing myself doing it oftentimes, which, but the few times I have hit it have been the most euphoric moments ever. So it's like, I just keep sticking around hope. Like, you know, if I even have two or three more of those, it's worth it. But I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm rarely, and I'm present, but I'm not reaching the full like flow. Yeah. How hard is it to get the flow state um, DJing versus class piano? Oh, great question. There are definitely set. I mean, it, it's it, it's so interesting because I think flow state flow state is easier to reach the more you've done or practiced something, right? Like I now have the my arsenal. Like I I've organized things exactly how I like them. I've spent time, you know, loop warping different acapellas and repitching them. So like I have this at my disposal, and like you know, the more I play with them, and then. And then all of a sudden there's a few sets where like the like I just feel like I'm I have somebody else telling me what to recall and, and where yeah. to put it and how to mix it and how you know I so when I when I play I try to if I have long for longer sets, I have like a, a CDJ that's for drum loops and one that's for maybe instrumental loops and acapellas. Oh and then I can inter you know inter, sort of weave them together how I'm feeling. And there have been a few sets where I felt like like it was just coming, like they were all just coming to me. You, and 
Yeah, I think it's easier actually in DJing. Do you run your like your instruments through? Do you live sample yourself too and like loop stuff or? You do yeah, all okay. yeah. My fourth CJ is something is a DJS. Okay. Um, so I, I run my keyboard through that, and then um, you know, let's say I have a few loops going, and obviously the drums, whatever doesn't uh-huh. matter, but the the instruments and the um, acapella and a C what C minor or something, then I um, can play. I'll just like hold and play a C into yeah. the uh, DJS, and mm-hmm. then C you know, and then. Uh, sequence that and then use the scale mode to sure to chop it up and yeah make it make play something in C minor. That's interesting because that's like most people would use Ableton to do that live. You don't see a, do a lot of people run their instruments into CDJs like that. Or are you kind of yeah? Unique so uh, I would say a lot of people don't have instruments when they're when they're yeah. Doing. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess that's the point. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not very many people that you know bring a. a, a keyboard when they're when they're yeah. DJing, but that. I actually found that like, I just have a USB stick and a and a oh, yeah. um you know a shitty like Yamaha keyboard that I can get anywhere if it breaks or doesn't show up or something because right. I you know I run it through the sampler which has a lot of effects but um because I was really like for a while I don't know why I had a I had an aversion to using a computer on stage for like you know if it got too hot or oh, yeah, say it broke yeah. or yeah, I just, I just like didn't want to worry about that, but mm-hmm. I just did my first tour where I pulled the CDJs and I used Ableton Live, and oh. I had a few extra synths um, that were, you know, the the Ableton session was sending information to the synth, right. both the MIDI notes and also when to change. Oh, synth for like pads. Arpe- arpeggios and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and just to like change patches okay. at certain times. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was like that was a a new really fun discovery. When That's I discovered cool. that, I was like. Whoop! I don't, even, I don't have to like go in there and. Oh, yeah, know. it just does it for you. Anomaly does it. You ever check? You know that guy, Anomaly? He's, uh, no. He's a producer from Montreal. He's real good with that kind of stuff. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Mapping. Yeah, I was. I I wanted to go in the direction. Of, do you guys know Kink? K i n k. Yeah, kind of. Like seeing his live show. I mean, it's all like just drum machines, and he's. That's I mean, insane. He's just watching him, just physically, like I could watch him on mute, and it would be interesting. It's all hardware. But, all hardware, and I mean, like what he's doing with with drum patterns just like and sequences and it's that was mind-blowing um without without Ableton or anything but uh yeah I finally I finally did a tour with Ableton and um actually uh I was playing New York which was my biggest headline show today it was 4,000 people what the the fuck on the train to yeah thank you well just you wait on the train (laughs) from Boston to New York my you know our stuff was like when you when you get on a train, you put your shit there. You know, then you go sit down in your seat. Yeah, my computer was stolen. Oh no! And um, I obviously oh, had a no. backup of the session, but I didn't have another Laptop. computer that could that right. could handle the set. Yeah, that could handle it. And I had an hour before the show. I mean, I had an hour until sound check. Oh my god! And um, so I used I like deleted everything off my old computer to try to have enough space on it. Right. You know, some enough memory and stuff. And uh. Yeah, it was it was doing this weird skipping thing though. It, it only it only happened a few times. Oh, the CPU, it, it was, probably the CPU couldn't handle the it. The CPU, yeah. that was exactly it. Yep, and it was <sighs> devastating for me. So that's what I was, I was like. This is why I didn't want a fucking computer. I mean, hardware <laughs> hardware is can't really and I be hardware. Had, I should have had a second computer, but those are so fucking expensive. Yeah. I'm like another four thousand dollar computer. You know, I'm like, no, like it'll be fine. Idiot. That's like that's like what so, big, like gigantic does. They have like an exact copy of what's running like off stage too as a backup in case it goes out. 
And everybody said I should do that. And I was like, yes, if you want to fund that, no yeah. problem. You got three grand but- <laughs> on you? <laughs> yeah. I love how everyone gives you ideas, but they're not paying for it. Yeah, it's always you know, like, it's always like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you should get this ten thousand dollar thing. All right, pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. the this is the music business. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Leah, I, I have a couple questions about your growing up because you went to UC Berkeley, right? Yeah. Okay, so and your parents, you studied jazz piano. Yeah. So what was that conversation like with your parents? Where you're like, hey, mom, I think I'm out and I'm going to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is how fucking amazing my parents are. And like the the older I get, the more artists I meet in the world. I'm just like, wait, that wasn't how your parents reacted. I I God, I'm so I'm so grateful for them. They're now at every show riding the rail. Like they didn't know about electronic music I before I started playing. I did you see know? A video oh my god, they, of them at your show. They okay. they are. Uh, they are. I mean, they are. They are. They are riding. The, like sometimes my mom will just be like, she's and she's like kind of twirling, doing the twirling thing. You know, I like, just like I'm just like that is my it's my queen. Hell um. Yeah. So well, when I went to college, I actually you know I was an orchestra and band, and I was a, a band kid nerd growing up, and I, and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna go to college and spread my wings and like I'll just do music for fun. Like I, I don't need to take courses or whatever. And I was at UC Berkeley and um, struggling to pick my major. And my dad, my dad gave me the worst advice ever, which was <laughs> just take, he's like, you you love, you love school. You'll probably go get your master's. So your undergrads, whatever, just take all the classes you like. And that's your major. So then I like, like I, I was like, well, I want to take some music classes. So I started, at, Myra Melford was there and she's mm. an incredible jazz musician. So I started, you know, taking some like entry level classes with her. And then she was like, you want to audition for the, this program, you know? And she was so inspiring to me that I I did it. And then I ended up, I just took so many music classes. I ended up as a music major. And then I graduated with out-of-state tuition debt um, up to my eyeballs. And I was like, dad, that was that was literally the fucking worst advice you could have ever given me. He's like, uh, yeah, maybe. Sorry about that. I can't believe so, I went to one of the best schools in America and I got a degree in music. And I, 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 I'm like, what the fuck? to do now <laughs> so um that was eye-opening but um oh served me well I, I at the time i was reading bill graham presents mm. um who's one of like kind of the first promoters, promoters to make promoting yeah. like yeah. a thing yeah and put on the grateful dead and stuff so it was, it was like the first time in a while that like my blood like i i got excited reading this book and i found out that um Greg Perloff, who took over Bill Graham's company when he passed away, uh, their office, another planet's office, was right down the street from my apartment in Berkeley. Oh. So I I wrote a letter as to why they should hire me. This was actually also my dad's idea. And I went down there and I pretend like I had a meeting with, with the CEO, Greg. And they so they, they let me in because I was really confident. And they saw I was some like 19-year-old girl. And they're like, uh, and luckily he came out of his office right then. I was able to hand in this letter. I was like, here's why you should hire me. And he's like, I don't know if I should call the cops or if I should read this. <laughs> and I was like, I think you should read this. And so I, I started interning there. And it worked. You, know, that's, you fell in love with the music industry of, then? Uh, fell in love. That's a great question. I learned a lot. I, mean, I, I had a great, I loved everybody on the planet. And I, you know, I learned what a manager is and I learned what a promoter is. And, a, and, um, that was a really important education. I'm still so shocked about how many artists I meet on the road who they're playing a show and they don't know who the promoter of the show is. Yeah. You know, they, Me, they, yeah, they, crazy. May, they maybe don't even have a relationship with their agent. Right. They, it's, it's so, I, I guess for me, it feels really empowering to know those things. Yes. Yeah, um, when you ask me about like, do I have, you know, when I come home and have a break, I'm also W's global music director. Yeah. And so I'm, you w know, I'm oftentimes hotels, I'm like, right? 
Yes, yeah. You're fucking crazy, so dude. You have and so, so many I have kids. like 9 a.m. calls with Australia all the time that, you know, things like, so that's usually why I don't actually get to a break. But um, I, I really like, as an artist, I feel more like a commodity. And so I really like having a seat at the industry table and yeah, being able yeah, to, same. you know, put on my friends, artists who I believe in and love and, you know, spend some brand money on them and put, put some food in their pockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then I also run a nonprofit. Uh, yeah. That teaches women how to produce music. Femme so, House, yeah, Femme House, yes. Femme House, yeah, yeah. Yep. Good, j- look at you doing your research. That's out how here. you, qu- uh, Queen. I'm here. I'm, I'm prepared for this one. Um, but Leah, like, very ma- maybe the control thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go you, back. To you're that. starting to sound like my therapist. At the end of the last <laughs> session, she was like. This all feels like it's about control. And I was like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's yeah, what makes you happy, possibly. though. So it's like, it's kind of well, hard the, to like balance the thing is, happiness. Like, they all feed the ecosystem. And also, the thing that actually, like, I get so sick of myself. I'm fucking sick of talking about myself. I'm sick of seeing myself. <laughs> I'm sick of like ev- my entire. You know, there's so much about how uh, in order to be happy, it's like contribution to society or, you know, um, helping other people and like that. that bring. And I just feel like so much of my job is me focused that that's not healthy. Uh, and something that I found that is like a, that, that really does keep me going and, and is a why and keeps me motivated is is FemHouse, is meeting these other powerful, amazing female or mm-hmm. gender expansive identified creators um, and just getting to be like, just getting to say, you can do this. Like you can do this, keep going like that. That brings me more energy than anything else I do. So I just can't give it up. But also like, <laughs> I don't, th- I think you're overthinking that too. Like you're doing things that are so selfless with Fem House and with W Hotel. You said you're helping your friends get branding gigs. It's not, that's not about you. It makes me feel good though. So you have like, you know, it's still about me. But but yes, I I think I think there's obviously there's a bigger I can I can, you know, rest at night knowing yeah. that that's really my reason. But you know, that it definitely is uh it, it's a nice escape from just like the LPGOB world. Yeah. And um it's just it's yeah, it's it is awesome to support artists that you believe in. Totally. I mean, like it must have been like what what did you tell your you know your parents are deadheads? What did you tell your parents when you said you're gonna do this dead project? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they so probably flipped shit. My parents were just you know when I when I told them I was gonna leave this job and go pursue that was you know steady and I was able to pay off some college loans and um to pursue music. My actually I called my dad and I was like I'm going I'm really struggling. I had this opportunity to move down to L A and. Um, joined this all-female electronic band. It was mm-hmm. uh, some of the guys from Daft Punk were putting it together. And I didn't even, I, honestly, I didn't know anything about electronic music. I, I barely knew who Daft Punk was. Right. So, like that wasn't even that impressive to me. I was just like, what is a synth? What? But <laughs> I called my dad and, and my dad was like, you don't have golden handcuffs. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll, you'll figure out a way to put food on the table. I have no doubt. I think you should leap. And like, that's how fucking awesome my parents are. And then when I started getting into electronic music to understand what their kid was doing, they too started, you know, listening to serious chill. And um, that's cool. (laughs) my my, my mom actually called me recently. She's like, I wish that they would play more of your music on serious chill instead of Diplo's Revolution, because I just sit through (laughs) Diplo's Revolution. It's just a bunch of crap. And like, if you you could just make more music on chill, I'm like, mom, I love you. But I I brought my parents to a rave. And the first time... They stepped foot on uh, at, at the concert. 
it was like this big open field. And there was definitely an aha moment for both of us. Because my dad was like, oh, okay, it's... if I was born now, I would be a raver instead of a hippie. Exactly. Yeah. I would be, you know, taking Molly instead of acid, but everything else is pretty similar. It's very you know, there's similar. like it's like yeah. peace, love, unity, kind of there's like a little weird uniform. Or... There's the nonstop, like the, the dead were called a dance band. And yeah. it's right. like nonstop dancing and um but and so they, you know, they figured out a way to get into it. And but then when I called them about I, I got the phone call uh where Garcia's family asked if I wanted to remix, you know, Jerry's first album. I, I literally was like, I'm, uh, I'm, can I call you right back? And I had to hang up because I had to call my parents and my mom dropped, I FaceTimed them and she dropped to the floor and started sobbing. I love it. Just like, couldn't, I mean, she, yeah. I, and at that point they knew a lot about remixes and you know, they knew what that meant. Yeah. Um, And they just started sobbing. It, it's funny in hindsight because God, there's so many deadheads that fucking hate me. Oh, and yeah, hate I, I, I was going to tell you. I was going to ask about that. And I had to tell, and my like that, that never really crossed their minds, which is funny because I I sort of knew that would that would maybe the case. Uh, well, jam band fans can they really feel like they know everything? It's, it's, <laughs> it's so annoying. Their souls. It's so I mean, fucking it's, annoying. It's the that raised me, and it's the people that I'm just like, wait, the people that well, like you're my people. And it's an though, official you know, remix. You're shutting me. No, yeah, but like, and you, that they must have asked felt you to bad. do it. Like, yeah, but yeah, it felt so when when we released it and like that, I had to, I had to be like, I was in, um, I was actually on my way when it came out. I was playing O2 Arena in London with Pete <laughs> Tong. I was playing this like sick. classical piano moment of the song sick. that we wrote together, and it should have been a really great moment. You know, this thing is coming out. We're going to the O2, and my parents were with me. And I had to take my mom's phone and and be like, you need to stop reading the comments. Like it's it's um there are they're the fucking people mean. Are really, yeah. They are they are fucking really mean. dude. They're really fucking mean. And there were like there was a month where I was like, this was a massive mistake. But then I played a dead house set. Um, in where was I? I think it was it, it was the first time I played in my hometown, Eugene, and. Afterwards, this dad and luckily my parents were staying next to me so they could hear this. this. This dad and son came up to us and they flew in from New York and L.A. to come to this set because he was the dad was like, I, I just have to let you know, like, uh, full disclosure, we're a very dysfunctional family. My my son is is gay and a raver and we just like don't see eye to eye on anything. There's nothing that we have in common. It's been a struggle. And I'm a deadhead and he is a raver. And this is the first hour that we spent to get two hours that we spent together that were joyous. Yeah. So well, thank cool. you. And I was just like, you don't know how much I need to hear this. Oh my God. <laughs> like, the haters aren't there anyway. Is everything to me because it's, it's honestly, I started like weaving in grateful dead stems to like show my community who you'd be so who you were like, when I'm touring in Europe, nobody knows who the dead is. Right, nobody right, in my world right, does, right. which is, which, which is it's so crazy. When I realized that these people, I'm like, wait, you like, the, you know, I'd be talking about the grateful dead. People would be like, Oh, who I'm like, what? Like, the most important what? band of yeah. all time. <laughs> so it's really just my way to be like, you like try to, you know, try to turn this, Band on to, to these people, but um, yeah, the it's it's been an interesting uh, how did, journey. How did that make you feel that the the community that you grew up on that you yeah. always wanted to be accepted by first was like fuck this chick? <laughs> yeah, I, Jerry's rolling in his grave. I got that so many times. <laughs> so fucking um, stupid. You know what? Yeah, by the way. It, at first, I mean, I I try to for social media. I try to get in and get out because I don't think it's a healthy thing. Right. Um. 
But <laughs> there was one person who left like the sent me the meanest DM I've ever received. What? And I was I was on I was on a um a cruise for it's like Groove Cruise or something. And so I was trapped on a boat and I was bored. And I just like, you know what? I'm gonna engage with this person. Oh <laughs> so I just like kindly responded to all their points, the only person I ever responded to. And we actually went back and forth for like three months. Whoa. And he oh. ended up, I was like, next time, I was like, where are you based out of? He's like, New York. I was like, I would love for you to come to one of my shows. It's not a dead house show. Like, so you can see like, this is not, the thing is, this is a side product. This is not what yeah, I do. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, just yeah. like an, uh, like an honor to my family. Yeah. Um, and he, he ended up coming and we had, you know, a great, he's like, this isn't for me, but I, I, I see what you do. And it, it ended up being uh, a really and now they're married. life learning <laughs> thing. But yeah, it was, it was really, I'm like, damn, this is. You know, I became a musician because of the dead, because I saw right. how important like music was, like the how important it was to come together in community and be a part of something greater than yourself. And to be shunned by those by those same people was uh yeah, it was heartbreaking, but I guess you can't really have thin skin in this industry. So it's like mm. finding out Santa Claus doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> And what's so funny is what when I I did a remix for Taylor Swift uh, yeah. recently, and I thought, okay, here we go again, right? Wrong. Her fans love the it. The Taylor's okay. So first of all, the remix between us is I I didn't even get to it's it was not it was not my best work. Uh, I I gave them a demo. They decided they wanted to put it out right away. Like it wasn't even done. It, whatever. That doesn't right. matter. The night. The nicest fans in the world. Like, they could, like, one, the, the meanest thing somebody said was, this isn't for me, but I'm just, like, so pumped that, that you know, Taylor had another female produce a song. That's like, awesome. that was the meanest thing said. That's amazing. I, and, fans that like was that. a yeah. real big, I'm like, wait, what? that was mind-blowing to me, you know, mm. because she's even, has a even wider net, and I thought, and these people are, you know, pledge allegiance to her. Yeah. And it was, yeah, so that was, that was kind of, I, I still love the the dead community. Obviously, my parents are part of it. I think it's like the most um, incredible. What they built is the most incredible thing ever. Period. Yeah. But that was a that was kind of that would have scarred me. No, fuck that. I'd be like, fuck y'all, <laughs> fuck y'all. You just got to remember the minority of those people are. It's, it's like a minority of those people. Yeah. And, they're, and they're just the loudest. The people that are hating <laughs> are always the loudest. I I guess I just thought like. Instagram, and mostly though, you know, people are really nice on Instagram. That seems to be a nicer platform. So yeah. I was like, oh shit, whoa. But even, you know, uh, I'm, I, I become good friends with the Goose guys. And I, after this, like after the first remix came out and I was being torched, I like, I called Rip from Goose and I was like, dude, I am struggling. And he was like, oh man, what? Don't worry. Like, do you know how much we get torched by fish fans? Oh, right, like, right. They, they we get just fucking get, torched, dude. I mean, he's like, dude, this is totally, it's just part of it. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? What's <laughs> normalized? Like, this is, this is so mean. <laughs> but I mean, that kind of gave me a different perspective. Like, yeah, these guys you know, get just, torched. Because Every the Jam Man just... community, like, really, they have so, they're so, um, they really, really believe in what they love. They yeah. really believe in their band. They yeah. really believe in the music. And and you have to appreciate that. Like, I had to step outside and be like, you know what? It's because you love this band so much and good for you. So it's fine. Listen, John from Kansas, they called me. Yeah. Okay? Fucking asshole. Like, like yeah. totally like disregarded. Like, you're begging yeah. for the like, gig. They called you. Jerry Garcia's it's, family it's, asked me to do this. <laughs> totally. You yeah. know, I was like, shit, this... I, I didn't... I guess I didn't really... Of course, there's going to be people who don't like dance music, but sure, I, yeah. I really, 
I didn't, I think that people saw it as me like clawing on to, uh, yeah, it just like was a fun side project for me. And I do remixes for people. Also, the remix culture is so normalized where I come from. Exactly. It's like, you know, release a song, you get a remix for it. That's so normal. But I, I I see that now that it it wasn't for this community. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the problem is they, they think it's sacred, the music, which I guess like, you know, you could argue to some people it is, but like nothing's really sacred when it comes to remixes. Oh, it's so sacred. So they're going to let some, me- mediocre yeah. cover band cover it right, and they right. fucking lose their shit. No, I fuck that bullshit. Exactly. It's all fucking Oh dumb. man, I, I fucking love you guys. <laughs> yeah. So no. who are who are you excited to see at Gem and Jam? What is have you been to this festival before? I haven't. And I'm really excited. I heard it's a it's a blast because it's a mixture <laughs> of like DJ and live and I guess gems. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, so are there literally yes, gems? Yes. 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 That's what it started as. Oh, yeah. It's like it was a gem thing for a long time. Then they added music to yeah. it. We're playing it. So we're uh, we're going to... I know. Oh, what day same. you play? I think we play Saturday and Sunday. What day you want? It's a good question. Let me uh, just real quickly. February. I play Saturday. Perfect. We'll hang out. Yes. Are oh, you doing right, a yes, straight okay, DJ good. set? I want to make or? sure I- I get to your set too, so I'll put that Are you in my doing calendar. A DJ set? Yeah, what kind of set are you I'm doing? Do, yeah, I mean, I, I always play the piano when I DJ, yeah. but oh, okay. it's, it's a DJ set. Yeah. So I so this is like a okay. So this is a jammier festival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a hybrid festival. Hybrid. I feel like because like, oh, these are always my favorite yeah, to play too. because uh, like they like the Halloweens of the world and like yeah. there's you know for, at a DJ set I find I get more musical fans, yeah. but who aren't like hating me because they they also are electronic fans. And I mm-hmm. just oh I love playing these festivals versus yeah, yeah, like the yeah. super snobby electronic bands or yeah. the extreme jam. It, I love this. What's the difference between playing fest in America versus Europe? Oh my God, every dude, I, <laughs> everything. I fucking is, love you, Leah. You're it's <laughs> you're fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I'm quite expressive. It is um that I think as an American artist who like really um looks up to and love like there's have you heard of Circle Loco? It's a party and it started in Ibiza at DC 10, but like they're kind of the gatekeepers for what is cool underground house music. And um being introduced to like that party blew my mind. But um the US, I guess would I would say would be the opposite. Learning how to play in different countries has been like the the hardest part of the last few years, mm-hmm. most challenging, but like very exciting. Like, I mean, I've gone to when I first went to Mexico, fucking bombed. When I first went to the UK, fucking bombed. When I first went to Biza, absolutely bombed. Like it was, <laughs> it was so intense to learn. Um, Interesting. How to read each dance floor and how to right. like. So, so for me, the challenge in the U.S. is that I have some songs that have like done well on spotify so there are people who aren't dance fans who are mm-hmm. not who don't understand dj culture who've heard me on spotify and so they came to see that song right but i'm playing at two in the morning at a club you know in between two underground artists i am right. not going to play a song with a pop vocal on it yeah absolutely not right and then they get pissed and I get, you know, like angry DMs. Like I Can't. came to, I bought a ticket to that. I went, you know, uh, so it's been really, are you a DJ? Are you an artist? And in at festivals in the U S you can be an artist. Like it's people expect you to kind of, you have an hour set, which is usually wait hour to two hours, which is yeah. shorter than most DJ sets. Yeah. yeah. You can kind of just like bang it out. You can like play harder. Yeah. But the, the club, like when I went to Europe, really what I like the, the, even at festivals, 
you always research who's before you and who's after you. And it's all about, it's not about you. It's about making the night flow well. Right. So right. like what time slot are you in? You should play to that time slot. You know, right. like it's earlier, you should not that go above sense. 120 BPM. You should, you know, be, you should be setting up the next artist to, so then they set the next artist and like, it's a slow rise of, you know, euphoria on the dance floor yeah. and learning how to play to all those slots. Um, and, you know, bring in different samples from different countries. And, mm. uh, I would say outside the U S that it's really about the journey. Right. It's really about cultivating a to, night. They, yes. And they want to discover new music and they want to not have their Shazam's work and they want right. to, you know, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's really, they want to, it's kind of headier. It's, it can be more psychedelic. It can be, um, Interesting. It feels like, like this, like like more jam bandy crossover festivals. Also, can be you can go yeah. there a little bit more, but you know, like the more mainstream U.S. festivals are. Wow, they are banger so different. Banger city. Have you ever done Zaget in Budapest? That no, thing on the island. I, I'm dying to play Dude, that one. That looks amazing. Um, I was. I had an offer for last year, but I had already. I couldn't do it. I'm. I'm. Yeah, that one looks amazing. Yeah. Do you, so, are you electronic fans? Nah, I'm, I'm. I am. He is. I don't really listen too much of it. But we toured through Europe. Like our biggest fan base is like Germany, Netherlands, Switzerland. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so rare. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I write songs. I'm not really in a jam band, so like I'm a songwriter. So that's why it works out there. Cause not a lot of yeah. jam bands. Yeah, fuck they, with. they don't really like the jam bands. Europeans stuff. don't fuck with jam bands. They like real. No, they. I, solo in fact, when Goose played, you know, when I played out there, I was like, "Well, so like, oh my god, I hope you're the first jam band to actually like, do your, you know." And it's like most of the people that yeah, went are Americans. It was three fourths yeah, Americans. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. that's so." First of all, it's crazy to follow you out there, but second yeah, yeah. of all, wow. Yeah. Um. So that's oh, that's incredible. Yeah, like we were on, we were playing in Europe the same time they were in. It was funny, like they had all American crowds, and our crowd was just all Germans, just fucking sweaty ass Southern. He's been, he's, he's been going there for like ten years. Yeah, I've been, I've been touring Europe for ten years. Like you were bigger there before America. I feel yeah, like yeah, for yeah. a minute. Wait, so do you play differently there versus yeah. in the U.S.? Yeah, it's everything's a everything. You know, they're like you. You nail it on the head. Like they're curating a night. Like when you do Lowlands or something. Like they're they take it. It's special, and it's punk rock. Like it's like mosh pits during our happy songs and like i just i love european crowds because they i love europe have you done have you gone to south america no i that, heard that's oh. insane i heard that is fucking crazy dude they can party oh i yeah. i had to like after all this like health stuff came up i was like you know what i haven't been to asia and i thought that like i wanted to conquer all the continents you know what let's just focus on south america right and europe because south america i mean europe is it, like I feel like I always get better after I'm over there, but right. South America, those fans, I have never. I'm. I mean, they come early. They don't give a fuck who's opening. They're gonna be there. They're gonna show you the love. Yeah. They're gonna scream. They're gonna whistle. They're gonna hoot and holler. Yeah. Like, it is it's incredible. I fucking love it. I it's love the opposite it. of playing in New metal. York or LA. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, it's like. Yeah. What did you say about metal? They no. love they love metal down there too, like metal music. Really? Of, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really big down there. It's interesting. Yeah, the cities. I don't, yeah, why? Why did? Why do we think we're so fucking cool for school that we can't just have fun? Yeah. Oh in my America. god, playing in major cities is like Nashville. Uh, like, I give me a B market all day long. Yeah. Give me Asheville. Yeah. Oh yeah. Give me fucking Kansas City. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> but I know this is gonna be magical. You know. Damn. And Are then when you go to L. A. Especially, they're just like, mm -hmm. I know. you're like blue cities yeah, and red like, states. Those are like, the who is this bitch? You know. <laughs> blue cities and red. Yes. I the blue cities and red states are the best. Markets. I literally moved to Austin for that because yeah, like exactly. they doubled down on being weird. Yeah. And like, yeah. I yeah. I mean, aren't you from Eugene too? So like, that's kind of like a hippy dippy town. Yeah. 
dude, born and raised, man. I I I couldn't wait to get out of there. And now I'm just like, damn, it's one of my favorite. I mean, my dad always says there's no racial tension because they're all white people. Yeah. So that part is like, yeah, that's yeah, a bummer. Yeah. But it is a beautiful, beautiful. I mean, the Pacific Northwest, I, I, I'll never forget. I was playing a, as a DJ, it seems like you chase the summer and beaches. And I actually fucking hate the beach. And I also don't <laughs> like the summer. So I'm like playing, a, I'm standing on a beach. I'm playing another sunrise set somewhere in Mexico. <laughs> right, and right. I tur- There's an LED wall behind me. And I turn around and I see my visuals for a sunrise set are, what I, I mean, my Termander walked and did a sunrise hike, you know, f- timing uh-huh. it in, in Eugene, Oregon. And um, so like, that's what plays behind me. Yeah. And I turned around and I, I saw the trees and I started crying I and bet. people were like, yeah, the music is so beautiful. And I was like, no, no, no. My body is being be called to the forest, <laughs> yeah. is being called to like green, to the Pacific Northwest. Like that is all I mm. ever want. I just want to be in the rain. I want to, like, I want to be like rehydrated and refueled yeah. and I miss it so much. Your, your dopamine level. <laughs> trying to, she's trying to see Bigfoot. And your dopamine <laughs> level. Yeah, you're trying to see Bigfoot. <laughs> what I'm saying here is I'm retiring music and I'm going to be Bigfoot. Hell yeah. You're going to find so it Bigfoot. You heard nice. it first. It must have been nice to headline the Oregon Fair then. <gasps> that was... A, well, so... I, okay, so... Yes, but then immediately I got... Like, when I... I when they called... I mean, I... This is... <laughs> This is so funny. My mother is, um, so she works for KLCC in Eugene, Oregon, and they broadcast the main stage music. So I've been going mm. to the fair since the womb. My mom has been going since, my parents have been going together since they were in their 20s. Right. They would just like take acid and sleep in a bush. And then when she started working <laughs> for the NPR affiliate, um, and she like was the big pusher to like go out there and broadcast the music. And so I, I was a fair kid. Uh-huh. would never miss it and then as i got older it doesn't matter where in the world i am i'm cut, like, even one time i was in ibiza and i flew in for one night just i'll never miss the fair okay it's the most important thing on the planet to me right. and i'd been trying i'd submitted myself every single year since i was 18 to play the fair every mm. year and i was turned down every time and my mom even got on the board to try to see if she could help me get on the fair <laughs> my, my, my mom is a doer and she is a mama I fucking bear love okay her, dude. and she God, she tracked cool. down the the bookers and she you know would send them she would like see them at organ you know meetings or things around eugene and she would i mean she was hunting them down they're like this fucking crazy mom right <laughs> and then when when they called uh, I, I got a phone call to see if i'd want to um headline saturday at, ma- at the main stage and i it was, I was, I was literally on like a massive tour in Australia. Okay. And they're like, essentially there's no money, but you know, if you want to play and I was like, this is the best thing to ever happen to me. I was, you know, crying and sobbing. And, um, but then I, I did immediately get freaked out. I was like, Oh no, is this going to be the Jerry Garcia remix 2.0? You know, are people right. going to be fucking pissed that the elders are, are not fans of electronic that, music? Dude. But the booker was, and I said, and I, I called back and I was like, okay, this is my biggest dream come true, but also um, <laughs> <nightmare>. <laughs> I am terrified. And he was like, you know what? If the fair doesn't embrace the, the, you know, the younger generation and electronic music, we will die. Right. And so, true. you know, yeah, we're going to get a little bit of hate, but like, you know, that's cool. Like, they're honest about your, that. Yeah. Totally. To- and, and he's like, but you know, be the bridge. Like we, we need that. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm here for this. Um, and so, uh, what was I going to say? How'd it go? So my, well, um, oh yeah. Oh, I was going to say, just to wrap up the story about my mom. So my mom was in a meeting and one of the bookers was like, oh, Gail, we're so sorry. We can't book your daughter again this year. <laughs> we booked an artist, LPGOB. And my mom was like, that is my daughter. <laughs> Bitch. 
Listen. She was just like, like me. She's like, I just felt like when I was able to, and I was waiting for him to say, I was like, finish saying what you're going to say. And I was able to be like, that is my, you could have had her five years ago. You know? Oh, <laughs> what they so say? Were they embarrassed? They, totally. To- was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, I've been sending you emails about LPGOB. You must have not ever opened any of them. Wow. Because you thought I was a crazy. I was like, mom, you do come across a little bit of like. like Book my daughter. <laughs> Yeah, book my daughter. You know they get you know they get other submissions too, right? It's not just this one. (laughs) Totally, and I yeah. So they, it was the best hour of my life. Yeah, like like the bar was set high for me. The bar was set really high. The sound was trash. They never had a DJ before. There were no subs. It was like it was my 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 partner's running around like at you know at uh, at the soundboard being like, please turn up the bass. Like it was hilarious. I, I didn't give a fuck about any of that. Like I was just like this, like to to stand there and look out and see the puppets that I that I you know grew up like worshiping yeah. these mm-hmm. like huge puppets they bring out at main stage and I just was like I can't believe I get to share this. I just it was I mean I literally was I was actually straight up sobbing the entire time, tears just rolling down my face nonstop. I saw my mom in the front row and my little niece was the first time she had gotten to see me play because it was finally in so all ages cool. and. I'm just, I just sobbing for an hour. It was remarkable. Oh my god, Leah, your dreams are coming true, Queen. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I got, I know, I know, we're already at over an hour. And I guess, like, thank God though, because it, my my agents had gotten an offer and they didn't even pass it on to me. They're like, "What is this?" Oh, because they didn't no, even know. You know, yeah, yeah, like, right, right, and right. I, like, thank God somebody was able to get in touch with me because that was the the. Most important thing I could have done, I and know. my agents weren't even going to present it. Like, this is enough money. Yeah, no, it's like fucking Oregon Fair. My artist, yeah, they, not, you know, it's like I totally. They're like, this is offensive. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. This is the greatest thing of our world. lives. <laughs> Out of the three things you've you've mentioned, getting the call from Garcia family, getting the Oregon call, or getting the Taylor Swift call, or W Hotels, or W Hotels. That is so funny. Uh, I'm not funny. Was I mean, w that's Hotel great. A Those call are... too? Actually, W was me. <laughs> was that you? When I was at Another Planet, uh, my, you know, my only job yeah. out of college, I mm-hmm. was reading a Billboard magazine and I saw that they had like music curators and a global music director. And um, I just thought, oh my gosh, how fun would it be to just use brand money to like put together shows without the stress of, as marketing expenses versus right, like right. the stress of having to sell the tickets and and so I um, immediately contacted the nearest W and um, that, and and I also <laughs> wanted to learn how to DJ. So I thought, great, maybe I can DJ in their lobbies and like practice it out, in, out in front of people and then work my way up to the global role. And like, I put that on my dream board. They end up canceling the global position, but I, I, once I got, once I figured out who was in charge of like the global leads of, of, of marketing and mm-hmm. stuff, I, I reinvented the position for myself and they hired me this year. So that that's it was a, that was a fun journey. Um Leah. I would say though, without a doubt. You could be running Costco uh, or something. <laughs> without a doubt, the uh that's really hard. That's a really hard I mean, it would be between I mean the Taylor Swift thing. That's was, pretty was, unbelievable. Was, She's pretty famous. The, ta- the, the, the funny the Taylor Swift thing was was a really fun experience. Um and because because it's sort of like like I remember like the first time I got my first billboard it was like the first time my brother was like oh 
you're my brother who knows nothing about music, doesn't right. like music, is like a Midwest sports guy. Yeah. It was like, oh, like I'm gonna call my friends and tell them. You know, it was like the first time I it validated me <laughs> to him. I'm finally proud um, of you. <laughs> so, and like ta- for Taylor Swift, like he like saw her tweet my name and like that's first of all, I'm like, you're following Taylor Swift, what? But that like that that sort of validated me to like the greater community. But I and and, and I think that what she's built is absolutely incredible. But but I wasn't necessarily like a, a you know a Swiftie. I, I think she's so talented and um i have the uh pr script i'm supposed to read uh so <laughs> never mind we'll go over that yeah we'll go we'll over, go that, over later. that later it's, it, right, it was going. it was a very eye-opening She's a business experience woman. i it bet was an it was an experience old, going I through bet. that process oh my you have God. no idea i fucking bet well, well you, we should let's be at the festival and we'll talk about all right cool thank but you. um I would probably say the Oregon Country Fair. Yeah, hometown. And I, 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 literally, I was offered Red Rocks uh, like the week before, and I was like, and you know, I was like, okay, cool. And that though, that phone call. Wow. I just, I was, I'll never. I mean, I, in, I was in Australia, and like, I, I mean, I had literally, I had gone online and applied, you know, like done a little application process myself for the last seven years. And so, and, and I, and I thought what, when they first called, I was like, okay, so cool at the blue moon stage at like three in the morning when nobody's there. Awesome. Yeah. And they're like, no Saturday night headline. And I just fell out. I mean, I, I just was so <laughs> confused actually at first. Did they know you were yeah. hometown? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, the guy, the, the, but like the new, they brought out a new the booker, booker and he was like, if we don't bridge this gap, all the elders are going to die. And yeah. We have nobody at the fair. Yeah. So like how, we, you know, how he far is following. it from Eugene? Like how far is the actual fair? It's, from it's in Benita. It's 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, it's, it's like right, right there. there. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's right there. And, and so, big. and also like tickets are kind of like gold. It's like you, you can only get a ticket if you are contributing, or if you're working on a staff. It's actually yeah. really hard to get on a staffing team. You have to like be on a wait list for years. So I was able to bring friends out. Um, that had never been able to come That's and so show cool. them, like you know, some Damn, of my friends hard, from LA and from, and that was so to see it through their eyes for the first time, you know, was was so beautiful and so special, and yeah, it was just a magical weekend. My family and my whole family came, and all of my dad's brothers came to the to the show to see it, and there and a lot of them are like these like right wing. I don't know, you know, my dad is is definitely different than the rest of them, but they yeah. came to support and saw a lot of naked people, and it was awesome. I fucking love it. Wow. All your have dreams. you guys been to the fair? Oh, I yeah. haven't. I never I been. have. No. Yeah. I'm homies with like, that's like my crew, like the full crew. Steve Poltz, John Craigie, Rainbow Girls. John Craigie? That's like my, I have a man crush on him. Don't even yeah, get he's me. Yeah, he's so hot. I would go gay for Craigie. I say he's that hot. every time. Okay. Me and my girlfriend, God I've been with my partner damn. forever. So this is not about me, okay? But me and my <laughs> girlfriend, I brought her out one year and we saw her perform and literally spent the rest of the fair just like walking around hoping that she would run into him. That man, he's so hot. I'm just, he is so beautiful. I mean, still to this day, we joke, <laughs> okay. we send each other jokes about John Craigie all the time. Oh my God, he's gonna fucking, he's gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> because he is really a sweet man. And uh, I, I just think he's an amazing talent. And I'm just like, I crush on him. I mean, him he's getting so pretty hard. big himself. He's, he's doing, getting huge. He did all good. I mean, theater. yeah, I think he's, it's, and, we, I just saw him at the fair, so I, I thought like, oh, maybe he's like a local musician, whatever. And then mm. the next day we realized like, oh no, he's actually like a pretty, he's, he's, he's a pretty there. big deal. <laughs> he's from Oregon, and she though, like right? ran, uh, she ran LA. into him one oh. other time, like offered him her yogurt, and like he was like, oh, I'm okay, and like it went horribly. <laughs> oh, and yeah. so I always now make fun of her for like, remember that time that you offered John Craigie your yogurt? Oh, oh I can't God. wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip, skip. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna send this fucking clip to him immediately. Another thing because, about like, how he's hot. 
He's just so hot and he's so cool and he's, he's so, so sweet. Hot. And he's funny. <laughs> and he's, he's funny. Which hot people are not that funny? Don't tell me that. I don't need to hear he's funny. It's too much. I yeah, know what? I'm trying to, I'm trying to lessen the crush. <laughs> he's also rich and yeah, he uh, <laughs> he has a multiple charities. Yes. And um, yeah. I heard um yeah, he's he, he has his uh Remember when he, he saved has his those... adrenaline taken care of so he could help you with yeah. that. Remember <laughs> he saved all those puppies from that house fire? That was that was weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's also a fireman. Yeah, volunteer firefighter. Volunteer firefighter. We got. We got to let this queen go, Leah. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. You're the shit. Y'all are amazing. I can't uh, wait to see you. Yeah, I can't wait weeks. to see you. Two weeks. We'll go hang out at the Jim and Jam awesome. Festival. My last question uh, before I let you get back to and you're taking care of yourself, right? You're getting better. You're feeling like you're charging up your battery. How's it going? Gotta get there. Um, I am. I, I'm working my ass off on it. I'm. I'm seeing all the nutritionists and specialists. Good. And do, I mean, do I follow through with the nutrition? Like the the eating part is like eliminating gluten for my diet. Things like that is um, feels like that? it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. How do you I, do that I've, on a road? So they for six months they've been like, okay, no gluten. Oh man. I've gone one day. Yeah. Fuck that. You can't eat bread. Can't do it. You can't. No. So yeah. I, like, I, so my nutritionist was like, if you go to Europe, have whatever you want. But in the U.S., yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have yeah. real food. There. I'm just like, yeah, this is bread. so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're fucked. We, yeah, our we, bread we, is, I appreciate really... you asking, though. Thank you. I'm yeah. working on it. Good. Um, so when it's all said and done, when when the dust pass, um, what do you want to be remembered by? <laughs> Whoa, that was like, <laughs> I just started crying right there. Wow. She is tapped into her feelings. Um, <laughs> my mom's face came to my mind, which was wild. But what I want to be remembered by is um, sharing joy and light. Yeah. God damn it. You, Leah, you pretty are pretty basic, pretty basic, pretty energy. simple. No, I care a lot about family. I care about just uh, like and when I started to pursue music, I think I saw my mom's face because when I started to pr pr pursue music, I. I was first studying at, at UC Berkeley, um, Peace and Studies Conflict. Mm -hmm. And I felt like in order to make a change in the world, like you had to, you know, go into policy or, or mm -hmm. be an activist or whatever. And I felt like pursuing music was a really selfish endeavor. And it was my mom who sat me down and was like, listen, for those of us who work normal jobs, which is most of us, going to the Grateful Dead shows, those moments got me through everything. Right. Those moments of happiness are what I, you know, tapped into when I was at work or, stressed out and whatever. And knowing that I would have another one of those moments is like what got me through some days. And that's where I fell in love with your father. And, you know, that's where I, that's where I really felt the most joy and it is important work and you have to take care of yourself to, to spread that joy. But like that, um, those are my best memories and, and, and that's, that's enough. So I, I, I really, just, you know, pursued music because I thought, okay, like if I can bring that to people, then, you know, it's not that I'm an activist for changing the world, but like, People, you know, I think that I think bringing joy and, and playing music is is an important escape for people. I love you so much. I don't even know you <laughs> that well, and I fucking love the shit out of you, <laughs> Leah. You do. You you have really. I've never been asked that, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking <laughs> things. I've I uh, every question I feel so stupid. I can be like, great question, but I really meant that. Like <laughs> I've. Oh, it's so refreshing. And artists should only interview artists. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I agree. About. I agree, actually. Everyone else is fucking sterile as shit. Yeah. And 100%. also, fuck the jam Grateful Dead fans for fucking putting you under a <laughs> Well, only the, okay? only the haters. I'll say it. Only the haters. The, not, the nice ones are nice. Yeah. But three-fourths of them, they're fucking mean. I don't and think I don't want them many. to fucking disrespect my queen, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Henry. Bye, guy. <laughs> and what's the one thing you want people to forget about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Then I remixed Jerry Garcia's first album. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. He asked me to do it from the grave. Yeah. All right, Leah. Go, um, go enjoy your day. Thank you so much. You're Have the a best. great day. I'll see you guys yeah. soon. Thank you. Bye, Bye. bud. See you later. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You tuned in to the World Surfing Podcast with Andy Fresco. Thank you for listening to this episode. Produced by Andy Fresco, Joe Angelo, and Chris Lawrence. We need you to help us save the world and spread the word. Please subscribe, rate the show, give us those crazy stars. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're picking this shit up. Follow us on Instagram at World Saving Podcast for more info and updates. Fresco's blogs and tour dates you find at andyfresco.com. And check our socials to see what's up next. Might be a video dance party, a showcase concert, that crazy shit show, or whatever springs to Andy's wicked brain. And after a year of keeping clean and playing safe, the band is back on tour. We thank our brand new talent booker, Mara Davis. We thank this week's guest, our co-host, and all the fringy frenzies that help make this show great. Thank you all. And thank you for listening. Be your best, be safe, and we will be back next week. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast as far as we know. Any similarity to actual knowledge, facts or fact is purely coincidental.